All right, so uh, I recorded this, <clears throat> and then it, initially it was going to be... I, I do these things where I uh, make these recordings for my son, who is currently um, six. He'll be seven in May, but um, and it's currently March, so he'll be uh, seven in a few months. Anyway... Um, I, I occasionally, every couple of months, I go in and uh, I, re I do a recording for my son. Uh, not to listen to now, obviously, but the idea is I'll make these recordings about what's going on in my life and in his life now, and just in the world in general. And um, I'll save these recordings, and when he's older... I'll give them to him and he can listen to them and uh, kind of, you know, it'll almost be like traveling back in time. Uh, he can hear his dad from 30 years ago talking about things that were going on in the world 30 years ago and what it was like at the time and uh, what what's going on in his life and all these kinds of things. So um, I have this idea in my head that like I'll be on my deathbed and uh <laughs> and i'll give them like a key to a safe deposit box or something that has like a flash drive uh in it that's got all these recordings on it and i'll be like there you go go get to know me and how i used to be before i was like this um that's kind of the idea that's the romantic idea that i have anyway and so i started recording this thing and i was like man this actually i kind of went off on these tangents and i was about talking about what's going on in the world right now and just some other personal opinions on things and i was like man this can make a good podcast and i haven't done one in a while uh just for a various number of reasons um that i won't really get into but in short i've been just very, very busy. Um, I've had a lot going on. I've been very tired. And the, and the the few times that I've had a free moment to do it, I've been just so tired that I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really do it well. So I didn't want to do it at all if I couldn't do it well. And I tried a couple of times and it was just garbage. And I just deleted them. And I was like, I'm not putting this out there. It's just not good. And you're probably thinking, well, how's that any different from any of your other podcasts? And I'm, well, I don't have a good answer. You're right. That's a very fair point. None of the other ones are very good either. Um, yet here you are listening. Thank you. Anyway, I guess you feel bad for me, but I appreciate it anyway. Um, all right. So that's just a little prequel to what you're about to hear. So um, I'm going to cut it. There, there's probably a, a couple of parts I'm going to cut out because and it's personal stuff that you guys don't need to hear it doesn't involve it's not interesting to you and so i'm you know if you hear that then just know that that's what that is okay so um all right that's it enjoy hey buddy it's uh it's dad again it is march 3rd 2022 at 8 46 p.m so anyway I just haven't made one of these in a while. I think the last one was right after Christmas. And we talked about how Christmas went. And you're still very much enjoying your Nintendo Switch. Uh, you play it all the time. And you learned that it can actually be converted into a handheld and taken with you places. So uh, now that is what you want to do all the time. But... Um, we have to earn screen time, so, you know, I make you read books and uh, do homeschooling stuff to earn screen time, at least when you're with me. Uh, so, you know, you're not really on it that much all the time, but I try to balance it with playing outside, eating all your food, and doing some homeschool stuff. So, you know, I don't want you to just be parked on the screen all day. Um, and even when you do, I still play with you. We have fun. We enjoy it. Um, your favorite game right now is Lego DC Super Villains, uh, which 
you play almost exclusively. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and you're really good at it now. And we play together, and uh, you like for me to be a guy and you be a guy, and we play hide and seek in the game. <laughs> where you go hide somewhere and I have to come find you. Um, and yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's really cute, but, uh, it's a tough day today. We, uh, I had a tough day at work. Uh, today was the last day before spring break. Uh, the kids are off tomorrow, but I have to go into work. You know, the spring break starting tomorrow and the kids had zero, uh, desire to be there and it was I was basically just babysitting all day and uh, babysitting high school freshmen is uh, god they're oh freshmen are just the worst like that age is just the worst they're like old enough to do damage but not old enough to realize how much damage they can do you know they're they're at like this perfect uh, point in life where there's this brief overlap between the time you're too young to really do any damage and the time you're too old to know any better. There's like this very brief overlap in your life, which is typically around 13, 14, 15, where you're big enough and old enough to, to do actual damage, but not old enough to realize what it is that you're doing. And so that is the world that I live in. I live in this world with people who are in that zone. And um, it's, it's, it's just exhausting. I'm just tired. It's been one of those weird days where everything just kind of felt off right from the beginning. Um, I forgot to put the filter in my coffee this morning. That's kind of how it all started. And then my coffee was just full of crud. I drank it anyway, but it was still full of crud. Um, and then I tried to make myself some breakfast. I don't normally eat breakfast, but I was like, you know, I'm going to, I need to start eating more. So I fried up a couple of eggs, some scrambled eggs and just some bacon and a pear and uh, that was going to be, you know, my breakfast. Um, I'm trying to eat basically just meat and fruit, all this kind of stuff. And I know that your, your mom is vegan and you are currently vegan. And I was also, uh, I volunteered myself to do that diet as well. I volunteered myself to do that too for almost five years. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and now I'm, but for, for a myriad of reasons, it's not better for your health and it's not better for the environment. It's a very popular, this, that argument, and I don't know what it's like in the future at the point in which you're listening to this. I don't know at what point you're listening to this and how far in the future that, that is, but <coughs> currently, there is a lot of, um, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to over-dramatize it and say that there's a lot of um, momentum going, there is momentum for sure, I guess that's a good word, momentum um, going toward the plant-based diet, the, the vegan diet, or at least vegetarian, um, there's a big debate um, amongst, and I don't even, I think it's overblown really still the vast majority of the world eats meat. 95 plus percent of people eat meat. Um, it's amazing how these days in 2022 anyway, again, I don't know how it is in the future, but an incredibly small percentage of people have this overwhelming influence over the other 99%. And I don't understand it. It's almost like 
there's more merit given to the arguments and thoughts and opinions of the minority simply because they are a minority. And I don't mean minority as in race. I mean minority as in ideology, like veganism or transgender. Like both of these things, an incredibly small percentage of the population are those things, yet for some reason it's like disproportionately covered and put in your face by the media. And it's weird. It's And, and I think, you know, I know why and this goes into a separate topic, which I'm going to try not to tailspin off into, but um, about how media takes <clears throat> these things, uh, these very niche topics that apply to a very small percentage of people and they promote them and it gives this false impression that it's more prevalent than it really is. And, you know, in reality, um, it's almost no one is that thing, but yet if you watch the news or you listen to these shows, these, these podcasts, these news channels or whatever, the radio, it's like you hear so much about it. And I think it's just because it's more of a, this is so odd. Can you believe that this is a thing? But by doing so, it, it brings more attention to the thing. And so now the thing is not as peripheral as it might have been otherwise. It's now front and center and in your face. And it gives this false impression that it's actually this big deal. When in reality, I don't think that it is. Like this whole vegan diet thing and this whole transgender thing. Like, are there people out there who are that thing? Well, yeah. Yeah. Um... But you look at the numbers and you're like, it's almost nobody. You know, it's like less than 5% of the people on the planet don't eat meat. And even of those 5%, it's not all by choice. It's like there's a lot of really poor countries out there who all they have is vegetables. And they would love to eat meat if they could. They just don't have access to it. So it's actually less than that. Yet, there's so much attention given to this extreme minority. Um, and, and the same thing with transgenders. Like, point, point 0.6%, I think. I just looked this up recently. Of the people in the country currently identifying as trans. And a good number of those are actually kids... Like young kids, like under 21 or early 20s, where they're still young enough to be dumb enough to think that they know what their life is about, but it's really not. You know? Um, so, and a lot of those people will actually change their mind or try to revert back to their original gender later as they get older and they, they, come to the conclusion that, oh, maybe they didn't have it all figured out when they were 18 or 15. Uh, they try to revert back to their original gender, or um, they just, um, you know, don't identify as that other sex anymore, that other gender. Uh, so my point is, is that it's, it's, it's not very many people. It's almost nobody. And you've been brought up from birth uh, that meat is terrible for. And that's it, just not true. Like, the, the more science and studies that come out about this, um, the plant-based diet, you know, there's there's the arguments for it are nutrition is better. And also... A second, a second additional argument is that it's better for the environment. Okay, well, both of those have been proven false now. 
Like, if you actually think past just the surface level, you know, say, uh, oh, meat bad, you have to kill an animal for you to live. Uh, well, yeah, everything has to, every life has to take life in order to stay living. All life does, even plants. Like, plants compete and kill each other so that they can live. Like, one will grow taller and block out the sun and shade out the other, and then they'll die. So that, you know, to reduce competition for nutrients in the soil. I mean, plants have this thing going on. Um, animals have this thing going on. Um, anyway, I don't want to get all the nitty. This is not a, a message about about veganism. It's just kind of a, 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 a tangent I'm going on right now. But, um, you know, it's uh, you look at the nutrition, it's also... It's not better. It's not better for the planet. It's not better for the environment. It's not necessarily more ethical. Um, it's, it's it's very complicated. There's a lot of moving parts. It's very gray. It's not black and white. Everybody in 2022, everybody wants everything so black and white, where it's either this or that, and it's and it's out of selfishness, really, because it's like. I don't want to take the time to think critically or be introspective so that I actually have to think past just the surface level and think beyond what I'm just told or read past the headline because I'm too lazy. Or I just already have my mind made up. I'm kind of already leaning in a, in a direction and I don't want to change that because changing my mind in the direction that I'm leaning would require introspection and an analysis of my own character and my thoughts and the possibility of admitting that perhaps I was wrong. And then I have to correct myself. Which is really what we should all be doing. We should all be introspective, self-critical, constantly analyzing what it is that we're doing and why and is that the right way to do it or is there a better way and then go and then to constantly improve you know some people will say that <clears throat> that they're always growing and changing and, and, and they equate change with growth uh, and people will say like oh well I'm changing I'm growing and changing they almost use these words synonymously well, changing is not always growth. You can't always, just because you're changing doesn't mean you're growing. You could be shrinking. You could be reverting or de-evolutionizing. I mean, you could be going backwards. And some people are doing that. Or um, they, they get on this path and they, they pick a team, vegan or meat, and they pick a team and now they're on that. And once they publicly declare... I am on this team, which in 2022 with social media, everybody does that. I don't have social media. I don't have anything. And so, because I freaking hate social media, I think it is the bane of our existence, but I'm not going to go into all that. Not yet, anyway. Maybe later. I don't know. But um, once people pick a team and they publicly declare the side that they're on, it's like, oh, now I have to do this thing. And if I go back, then everyone's going to know that I said this, but then now I'm backtracking and it's going to make me look like a hypocrite. And I might lose all these friends that I've made in this tribe that I've now joined. And all these people are patting me on the back and telling me how much they agree with me and how, and how great I am for being the way that I am. And people don't want to lose that. And so it's really just out of the selfishness uh, that people want to just keep stay on the path that they're going and then double down. And instead of just looking at themselves like realistically, like just cut all the bullshit out and just look at yourself 
realistically and say, I don't know if what I'm doing is right. I should look at what the other side thinks and compare and contrast and weigh both sides and then go with the better option. I mean, I grew up eating a normal diet of, you know, an omnivorous diet, which is weird that I have to label it because that's just what people are. It's what we've always been. It's the reason why we are so successful as a species is because our diet is so flexible and adaptable. And you're probably thinking, well, uh, then doesn't that mean that because we have a flexible and adaptable diet that we could live off of just plants and never have to eat meat and still be okay? Well, can you technically, will eating only plants technically keep you alive? If you have access to the wide variety of plants and, and fruits and nuts and all the non-animal products that the, the entire wide variety of the spectrum of all those foods, if you have access to it readily at all times, like we happen to have currently uh, with grocery stores, well, but not even everywhere, only in certain places, then sure, if you eat the right stuff because you have access to all the right stuff, then sure, Technically, you can survive off of just plants. Will you thrive? No, you won't. You won't thrive. You'll just be keeping your body running. And if that's what you're fine with doing, and you have access to this very privileged way of living that most of the world does not have, even here in America outside of major urban centers where there is not all this stuff available for you in terms of a Whole Foods or a Sprouts or whatever it is, these health food stores, even here in America, not everyone has access to the things that you need to be able to do that successfully and actually thrive. Uh, for the rest of us who may not have access to that or even want that, even if we did have access to it. You know, cows and other herbivores and, um, God, what, ruminants, sorry, that's the word I was trying to think of, ruminant animals, um, you know, grazing animals, they have this tremendous capacity to take almost any plant material that they eat from nature and upcycle these nutrients in their bodies to combine all the different great nutrients, not just from the plants, but also from the bacteria in the soil. Because B12, a very essential uh, nutrient and vitamin that people need. We have to have it and we cannot make it ourselves. We have to get it from our diet. B12 is actually made by bacteria in the soil. And while yes, plants can absorb B12 from the soil from these bacteria, but in modern days, animals do it way better. And the reason is because when you grow plants for agricultural purposes, typically, at least today, it's in a monocrop setting where you have thousands of acres of one type of plant, soy, corn, whatever. And in order to grow this much food, of this much of a monocrop, in one area, it requires a lot of uh, fuckery is the word I'm looking for. Uh, you have to basically take what nature wants to have happen and make it not happen. 
you have to force nature not to happen. Nature wants a wide diversity and variety of plants in the same area. It wants the soil to be covered. There's no bare spots in nature where life thrives. Yet, these giant corn and so, uh, soy fields, you look at the base of the plant and this, the topsoil is all exposed. In order to keep other things from growing there, which nature wants to have happen, uh, we refer to these things as weeds, even though it's just life, try, nature trying to keep itself from dying. Um, these other plants, to keep them from growing, you have to uh, put on what we call weed killer, which kills the weeds. Even though they're not really weeds, they're just plants that are trying to grow there because nature wants a diversity and a variety of plants. So we have to fuck with that and keep them from growing. So now we have this exposed topsoil that doesn't want to be exposed, but is. We have pesticides and herbicides that have been sprayed all over this exposed topsoil, which is already vulnerable because it's exposed. And we've taken all of the animal, symbiotic relationships with animals, we've completely divorced the animals from the land. And the, because nature is a symbiotic relationship. It's never just one thing. You can't have just a field of just corn. You have to have corn on, yes, growing out of the ground, but you also need something to cover the topsoil. Low-lying plants that are shade tolerant that can cover the topsoil while withstanding the shade uh, of the taller corn plants. This, these roots of these smaller plants combined with the tall corn plants will keep the soil aggregate, you know, uh, together. And the, the soil won't wash away so easily. Also, it will absorb and retain more water, which requires less watering. Okay, so that's another thing that you have to fuck around with that nature does not typically like, understand what's going on here is having to manually water these giant fields, monocrop fields, with exposed topsoils, with insecticides and herbicides, and no animal life in it. And the animals are extremely important because they deposit nutrients. They are one of the things in the cycle that put the nutrients that originally came from the plants back into the soil so that new plants can use it to grow again from their piss and shit. And without the piss and shit of animals, or animals walking around in the soil, you know, kind of acting as a as a as a, a light tilling. Um, none of that happens. So nature has all these natural mechanisms that involve animals, and animals are a crucial part to this. So are the diversity of the plants in the area, and so are the insects that eat the plants, and the insects that eat the insects. And the small animals that eat the insects, and the larger animals that eat the small animals that eat the insects, and so on and so forth. And they're all tied together. And when you fuck with one part of it, it has a domino effect on all the other parts. So to have a vegan diet, uh, if, if everyone went vegan, the, the nation would be filled with these dead zones where technically food is growing, but only at the expense of of the long-term health of the very planet which provides us life. When, if we just stop all that nonsense and we allow nature, which animals are a part of, to do what they do and have come to do over the evolutionary history, the billions of years of evolutionary history on this planet, which have culminated in this insanely amazing system of nature that nature has developed over all these billions of years of trial and error. If we just let that happen, everything would be fine. Now, I understand that we can't just 
release all the cows out of the pasture and let them go out in the wild and then expect to be able to feed the world that way. I'm not stupid. But we can mimic the way that we farm. We can mimic our life. We can have a lifestyle that is in such a way that maximizes the potential of these natural mechanisms which nature has perfected over the billions of years. And a vegan diet completely flips the table over on nature. And nature's like, what the fuck is happening? This is not what I spent billions of years building. Now you're just going to take it and throw all these billions of years of progress away because you don't want a cow that's going to die anyway to die. The, and, and I know that sounds cruel. The cow's going to die anyway. You might as well kill it. That sounds like, oh, well, your room's going to get dirty anyway. Why clean it up? Okay, but that's faulty logic because that cow really is going to die anyway. And with proper management practices, you can ensure that for every cow you take, it gets replaced with two cows. If you just released all these cows out of the wild, they would die from starvation, illness, uh, disease, predation, injuries. They would kill each other, competing over mates. I mean, there's all different kinds of crazy ways that animals in nature die anyway, but we don't talk about that. We only talk about the ones that we have to take for food. While trying to conserve, like in California, where they've gotten so dumb that they're fine with, they want to outlaw the killing of mountain lions. Meanwhile, if you let mountain lions' population get out of control, what do they do? They eat all of the deer. They eat all of the smaller prey that they feed off of. And what happens when all the food is gone? Well, then the mountain lions starve to death. So what's better? To kill a few mountain lions here and there and keep them from eating your kids as you're taking a walk on the trail, because that's happened a couple times. Um, to kill a few mountain lions for the sake of the entire population of mountain lions, to keep them in check and actually help them to thrive, or to just let them go. And I know you probably think, well, that's a natural mechanism. That's nature. part of na but, but it's not. Because people have fucked with the ecosystem and the territory and pushed all this shit out. And we are causing these ripple effects. And these ripple effects are, are producing negative consequences. And the killing of the mountain lions is one way to remedy the ripple effects that were caused by the initial human intervention. I know it all sounds very complicated, but... You have two options here. We can either turn every bit of farmable land into a artificially inseminated uh, field of monocrops where the topsoil is only just good enough to create crops for that year only to have to reintroduce Tons and tons of inputs like nitrogen-based fertilizers and all this man-made chemical shit, which, by the way, that's just the monocrop and destroying the soil and all that shit, that's all just one aspect of it. To buttress this entire system of monocrop ag agriculture... You have to put a tremendous amount of artificial inputs into that ecosystem. The creation of these inputs requires a ton of energy. Energy is produced by burning 
fossil fuels. If you look at the carbon footprint, everyone wants to say that cows have this terrible carbon footprint because they burp out methane, which over the years breaks down into CO2 and water. Water falls to the ground. It becomes part of the water cycle, the natural water cycle that already exists, and the CO2 gets sequestered by plants, which then makes more plants and more food for the animals. And it is a positive uh, spiral, a positive feedback mechanism for good. Okay? Or we could turn all the farmable land into uh, artificially kept and buttressed topsoil with a huge amount of human intervention required at a huge energy cost producing a huge amount of fossil fuel pollution into the atmosphere which completely undoes all of the good that you think you're doing by eating the plants and not the animal. It, it's not as black and white as you think. And then the, the quality of the food, yeah, sure, you can get protein and nutrients and stuff like that from plants, but you have to eat so much of it because it's not concentrated. What animals do is they, they eat... One cow will eat, you know, a hundred acres worth of grass and condense it into one cow. And so all of these nutrients are condensed and very concentrated in the meat of the cow. So when you eat a four ounce piece of steak, you get the same amount of protein as if you ate like cups and I can't remember how much it is like a cup of rice or something like that but it's like you have to eat like four or five times as much uh, of some plant it, 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 they each vary because of the different kinds of plants but you always have to eat like at least two or three times more plant food to get the same amount of protein as you would in meat but what happens when you eat two to three times more of the plant food? Well, you're not, yeah, you get the same amount of protein as you would in the little bit of meat, but you're also getting two to three times more of the calories, which is why we're seeing a bunch of fat vegans. We're also seeing a bunch of fat omnivores, people that eat meat and plants. More than half the population now is overweight or obese. And I think like a fourth is either diabetic or pre-diabetic, something like that. It's some crazy ass number. And yes, that is true. But that's not. But those people who are omnivorous, who are they're eating shit meat, and they're also eating a lot of other shit with the shit meat, which are vegetables. You go get a fast food hamburger. Yeah, you're eating sh shit meat. That's part of it. But let's not ignore the shit bun and all the other shit vegetables which have been sprayed with pesticides and loaded with carcinogens like glyphosate, what's in Roundup, the world's number one selling herbicide. And farmers use it across the world. Well, the less now, less now, because thank goodness... Uh, you know, people are starting to wake up to that. But still, they, they just shift their operations overseas where people don't know any better, and they just find a new country full of dimwits who you know, are ignorant to the uh, glyphosate and the carcinogenic effects. Or maybe they know, they just don't care. I don't know. But there's always some other sucker that they can go and sell their shit to. Um, so, but here in the U.S., uh, that's becoming, I, I think their numbers are down. I don't, I don't know what the numbers are. I'm just saying. Um, so anyway, I kind of went on a rant there. Um, but my point is, is that, uh, you, you know, 
as far as nutritional density, uh, better for the environment, it's meat. The only downside, the only downside is that an animal has to die. But do you really give a fuck about the animals? And why do you care about these animals and not others? Bugs are animals. You'll squash a bug in a heartbeat. You'll step on a cockroach. You'll kill a spider. You'll do all kinds of shit to these animals that you don't think are cute. But once it gets big enough or cute enough, suddenly it becomes an issue. And I know that that might be a false equivalence because insects are different from mammals. And maybe it's a mammalian thing because the, all the animals that we eat are mammals. Maybe it's a mammalian thing. Maybe they're just a little bit too much like us. They have, you know, cute eyes and a mouth and a nose. And then they breathe and they run around they hop around. And then they play with each other and stuff like that. And I get that. And it is sad. But like I said, death is a natural part of life. Life, having to take life in order to stay living, is a natural part of nature. Do you want to live in a natural way or not? Because you can't say on one hand that you want to live naturally. While on the other hand, completely flying in the face of these natural mechanisms which nature has perfected over billions of years. You can't do both. You can either live in a natural way or not. You can't pick and choose which parts of nature you want to follow and which ones you want to demonize. I'm sorry that Bambi has to die. It's a very cute deer. I'm sorry. I know. Well, Bambi didn't die. Bambi's mom died. I'm sorry Bambi's mom had to die. Okay? But that hunter has a family to feed. And that hunter doesn't have a Whole Foods nearby. He doesn't have that privilege. And that one deer will feed his family for a while. Several months. Just that one. And it's something you can go out and get tomorrow. It takes six months just to grow a frickin' tomato. I don't have that kind of time. And the payoff is not worth the wait. I'm sorry. It's just not. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't eat vegetables. I'm just saying you shouldn't only eat vegetables. Go ahead and eat some vegetables. It's fine. Just don't demonize the meat. That's all I'm saying. Whew. There's a war in Ukraine. The land of my people. Um, you know, I have a big nose and I'm tall and thin and I just look like an Eastern European. And that's because genetically I am. And, uh, there's a war in the Ukraine that just started. Russia decided that, um, well, there's a lot to it. It's not this cut and dry, but that it wanted to, uh, annex the Ukraine, which used to be a part of the USSR, United Soviet Socialist Republic, um, that disassembled back in the seventies or early eighties, um, because it just fell apart and it was unsustainable and, wasn't managed well. Um, but all these countries disbanded. Russia went one way. All these other countries went the other. And now Russia decides, well, I want to put get the band back together again. Uh, only the band doesn't want to get back together because everyone's doing just fine and there's no reason to get back together uh, because they've all moved on. And they don't really like each other anymore. But uh, Ukraine was the uh, sexy drummer that just was the glue that kept everybody together. And uh, they said, hey, listen, we have to have you. It's not the same. We can't just get any old drummer. I'm sorry. It's not the same. And Ukraine said, no, thank you. And in fact, they were considering joining 
another band called NATO. Uh, NATO was thinking about extending an invitation to the Ukraine to join their band. And Russia decided, well, if I can't have you, then no one can. So I'm going to invade you and try to take you back. And if you won't come on your own, I will kill you and make you. And then no one can have you and you will be part of me again. Um, so they're fighting. And it's basically Russia versus the world. And they're not doing too well. The United States hasn't really gotten involved at this point. It's only been about a week since Russia, you know, uh, sent the first missile over. Or fired the first shot, you could say. Um, and we haven't really gotten involved yet, other than putting sanctions on Russia, which are crippling their financial system, their ruble which is like the dollar is worth like one of our pennies which is nothing like people throw pennies in the trash because they're that worthless you find a penny you don't even pick it up it used to be you find a penny pick it up all day long you'll have good luck now it's find a penny pick it up throw it away it's causing a mess on the floor um, so that's how their financials are going right now. And it's not looking too good for them long term. And I think Putin, at this point, Putin can't just take it back and be like, oh, okay, never mind and come back. He can't do that. I mean, I guess he could, but that would, that would make him look so weak that no one would ever take him seriously again and any kind of. Uh, any kind of uh, leverage that he might have over any other countries uh, because of their fear of him or what he could possibly do would just be gone. And I think a guy like Vladimir Putin would rather die than have that. So I think he's all in. I don't think he's going to stop until he's either won or he's dead. And I don't think he's going to win. Like, no one is backing him. There's not a, Yet. There's not a single country that's backing him. He's literally alone. And the entire world is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is so not necessary. What you're doing. It doesn't make sense. You're killing innocent people. He's killed so many innocent civilians over there that have been caught in the crossfires or are collateral damage from the fighting or he's just firing randomly into buildings. There's even reports that he's doing it intentionally. And like no one knows why he's doing it. It's just, he's just doing it. And now I think he's going to have to double down. He can't bag out, so he's just going to double down. And he's going to go all in. He's going to put all his chips in the, on, in the center of the table, even though he's got a shit hand. And, you know, everyone else is pretty, you know, they're like 99% sure he's got a shit hand. But he's putting all of his chips out there. And you're like, I'm pretty sure he's got a shit hand, but he may not. There is this off chance that he may not have a shit hand. And if we go all in, you know, is it worth it? Or do we just call his bluff and let him, uh, you know, play himself out? And then once he's all out of chips, we just go in there. He's got nothing left. And uh, he, his, his empire just crumbles in on itself because he is now viewed as an incapable, incompetent. A leader who can't follow through and deliver and actually he's not really a badass he's like a bully that talks a lot of shit he's really scary and you, you punch him but you punch him in the nose and then you find out he's really not that tough that's what would happen I'm not saying he's not tough that's what would happen if he backed out now 
he would he would be that bully who talked a lot of shit, went in, you know, did some damage. He did a lot of damage at first, but then as soon as he got hit, he backed out and he quit. No one's going to take him serious. He's not a bully anymore. No one's going to be afraid of him. So I think he'd rather die. I think that's how it's going to end. I think he's going to. I think he's going to die. He's going to get killed. Um. I mean, he's in Russia. He's not going to go into battle. He's not on the front lines. But either he'll get killed or he'll be ousted from power after he loses or quits. Um, you know, or the, 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 the Russian people will rise up. Somebody's going to kill him. If it's not in the fight with Ukraine of the Ukrainians or somebody else that's on the side of the Ukrainians doesn't do it, I think that someone with on the inside will do it. So I think that's how it's ultimately going to end. And I'm making the prediction, but I don't know. And hopefully if that does happen, I really hope that it's almost like a good thing. I know it sounds sad. That sounds bad, but it's almost like a good thing that this is happening because now once he loses, he will have lost that bully uh, leverage. And he, when he eventually does go down, perhaps there will be like a revolution within Russia for the Russian people to be like, okay, enough of this socialist shit. Uh, we want a democracy. We want what America has. We want freedom. And then they get a new leadership in there. And maybe, you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now, Russia is a great ally and democratic ally. And, uh, I, you know, that's how these things go throughout history. That's how these things have gone. And maybe that's what will happen again. Uh, you know, we used to hate Germany. We fought a whole war about it. The Nazi party fell. The Germans had an internal revolution. They decided we're not going to do that again. And now they are a great ally. Um, so, and we like Germany now. So, Maybe the same thing will happen with Russia. Hopefully. Uh, well, I think it's a good place to stop it. So, uh, all right. Have a great night. Well, or whatever time of day it is, whenever you're listening to this. And uh, we'll see you next time.